Hello and welcome to Orange Source. Well, my name is Elvis, and as always, I am your host. All right, so um, this is going to be kind of a short one. We have only a couple things to review this week, including a brand new episode of WandaVision, and also just like one topic of movie news, which is that apparently we do have a release date for the Snyder Cut, which is astoundingly close. It's going to be released on HBO Max in the middle of March, March 18th to be exact. Now, isn't that fun? I would have guessed closer to the summer, but I'm not going to complain. The sooner we get to it, the sooner we can actually start talking about it, which is what we're all wanting to do anyway. To commemorate the release day reveal, Snyder also released some new promo poster images, one of which was a very nice definite Return Superman homage. So, you know, I really dug that. Anyway, let's move on to what I read this week. First off, we have Immortal Hulk, and this was a really great issue. I'm going to say it for posterity's sake at this point, but I do feel like the issues are still decompressed as hell. And they leave me wanting more in terms of actual plot and narrative development. But it was still a pretty damn good issue. Mainly because instead of empty space, we get a really fine-lined character study about Joe Fixit. He's been around since basically like the second or so arc. At least that feels like. But we haven't really gotten much focus or development on his perspective and character all that much. A couple of really nicely depicted and weightily landed beats here and there to be sure. But nothing that makes for a grander thesis statement about Joe. But with this issue and elements of the last couple, that's really been coming around. Ewing is really able to give him a softer, more compelling, and depthy voice, growing his actions and personality in complexity and impact. And I really appreciate that. As a long-standing Joe Fixit fan, it really speaks to the genuine heart of the series and the good-natured sentiment of it all. And that's what makes this issue float, despite, again, not doing much in terms of tangible progression. Overall, two thumbs up. Next up we have Hellions number 9, and this was an incredible issue. I've always had a love-hate relationship with Hellions. I've loved the characters and their dynamics and just how palpable the fun and dysfunctional nature of it all can be. Madcap is the word I use a lot, and it's usually so apt in regards to that aspect of the series. But god have I just been so bored with every single plot beat in the series outside of the Exoswords tie-in side quest. They've always just dragged and always been so dull. Well, with this issue, it actually feel, it finally seems like we have a story that lives up to the energy of the comic. Something that plays very handily into the atmosphere that these characters, you know, engender together. And it's almost as whacked out and ridiculous as they themselves are. With goddamn Mastermind and Arcade throwing themselves into the mix. It really brings everything to a consistent level instead of feeling like it's struggling with itself to make some kind of sense and meaning. And even then, there's stuff that's usually more ridiculous that have begun to get deepened and more reflective, such as Peter and Nene's dynamic now being much more obviously codependent, self-destructive, and toxic. It's becoming a series that has so much more life to it now than it ever had, and it's becoming all the more special because of it. I'm honestly getting really engaged as much as I'm having fun. Overall, two thumbs up. Next up, we have X Factor number 7, which is tedious. I'm not one for this book. I honestly can't stand it at this point. Not the art, not the humor, not the characters or the plot. It's just not for me. I'm going to be giving up reviewing it for now because there's only so much boredom I can take in trying to describe something that I'm simply not enjoying. It's not awful. It's not painful. But I get nothing out of it. Except except for some wasted time. I'm sure people do like it a lot. I know, people, I know a few people who do. But until they get back to Mojo World, I'm done here. Two phones middle. And lastly, we have Black Knight number one. 
I want to check this one out because it's Sparrier and it's his first new Marvel work since leaving DC. But it was kind of a pile of trash. I'm still really excited for Way of X, but this felt unbearable to read. It was forced, out of place, the humor was terrible, and a bad grasp of narrative gimmicks, which is surprising for Spurrier, and it just felt frenzied in a way that made for distracting reading, rather than being something that added to the atmosphere or an energy all its own. It was a chore. A painful chore. Overall, two phones middle. And we can move on to what I watched this week, which is only one thing, which is WandaVision Episode 4. And this is what the show always should have been, or at least what it should have been since maybe the first or second episode. It's an episode that has actual drive, motivation, characters, directions, goals. You know, like an actual show. Listen, I know there's some discourse going around right now about how people who don't like WandaVision or think it's slow and a drag are somehow people who have been brainwashed and ruined by binge watching or something. But that's wrong and kind of, you know, condescending. It's just that some people have begun to see that like three episodes in a row of nothing but really cheap and flimsy sitcom trope bullshit is tiresome, especially when it doesn't actually do anything with it, or even interact or engage with those ideas that it's presenting, instead seeming like it's all self-justified. So an episode finally comes along that actually does something, like actually has a story to tell, of course people would have wanted to come up sooner, or to have had the opportunity to watch it sooner, because that's what this episode brings us, real characters, real situations, and an actual energy and momentum to the things presented. We have wonderful backgrounding with characters like Monica Rambeau and really interesting dynamics between side characters like, you know, Randall Park and Darcy old people. Things that actually pull the viewers in and encourage them to get immersed in what's happening. Developments on a character level, if not a story level. Something that the first episode seemed to almost relish lacking. And then, well, it ends up delivering on a story level on top of that. I'm sorry, but if anyone tells you that the marathon of sitcom cliches that were the entirety of the first episode's we're better than this? They're lying because there's something so much richer, so much more engaging about actually seeing characters come into conflict and having to deal with and come to terms with and attempting to grasp an outside context problem like this that's, you know, just genuinely entertaining. And, you know, seeing how these folks try to wrap their heads around what's happening and seeing them get to work with their various plans and strategies, well, that's just sterling television. And it's a little bit satisfying too. So yeah, I hope we get more of that in the coming weeks. I had lots of fun for the first time in watching this series. So overall, two thumbs up. I actually did get a lot of entertainment out of this. And that's not something I thought I would say about WandaVision, which I've usually been really down on because, well, those first episodes, I like sitcoms, I like sitcom tropes. But when it's definitely trying to have like more depth and a little bit more weight to it, you just couldn't balance it out. So I'm glad we peeled back the curtain and actually talked about it like i actually like that they discussed what the show was trying to do what it what they thought was going on and how that kind of had a little meta commentary about what the creators and what the characters kind of think of the themes of the show in a very tangible way rather than oh it's just added in like a communist joke <laughs> out of nowhere or some other superficial bullshit like that so i'm glad i really am and uh yeah hopefully the rest of the show is as good because this was a high watermark. Anyway, like I said, this is a short episode, so that's it for this week. I want to give a shout out to the cover artist for the show at D-O-T-E-M-C-E. Please check them out. They're amazing. They deserve all the followers they can get. And as usual, I want to say thank you to everyone out there who is still listening. It means so much to me. I know these are getting kind of short, but I'm trying the best I can here, and I hope that everyone out there is staying safe and, you know, um, trying to get through 
another year within this pandemic together. So thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend. See you again next time and have a good one.